0: It's All Relative with Susan Bradley, an original podcast series from News Talk. From News Talk.
1: Welcome to It's All Relative. Today I'm talking to two sisters of a fabulous lady who has a list longer than the length of my arm in roles for film, TV, theatre, radio, podcasting, voiceovers and lots more. She also happens to be a great pal of my lovely sister-in-law Amy and I've gotten to know her myself a little over the years. Today I'm talking to Paul and Jan-Marie Sheehan, sister of Norma. Norma has a phenomenal acting career to date with roles including The Clinic, Damo and Ivor, Moonboy, Can't Cope, Won't Cope, The White Swan, Dead Still, Poster Boy and Harry Wilde with Jane Seymour to name a few. Her podcast, appropriately called Heal Your Hole, has gone on to achieve extraordinary success as Norma chats to guests on whole related topics and issues. Currently, she's the woman in a one-woman show, Shirley Valentine, where impressively her character's monologue lasts for over two hours. Now touring all over Ireland, the play has been widely acclaimed and she has had extraordinary success with it. I could talk all day about the brilliance of this lady, but as you know, The whole point of this pod is to hear the perspective of family. I have the great Paul and Jan marie on standby here with me, who hopefully are ready to give us a snapshot of their sister and what it's like growing up in Cork in the Sheehan household. Paul and Jan marie welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Susan. How are you? I'm great. It's brilliant to have you on the line. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk. All things family, Um, Norma is an absolute legend. She's a good friend of Amy's, my sister-in-law's, and she's very kindly asked you both to take part. Did she have to do some convincing? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, she
0: did. Uh, don't mind her. Um, <laughs> honestly, no. Norma asks for absolutely nothing. Um, she is a, a one man one man band one show. show. Yeah. Um, so, no, to be honest, she didn't have to ask twice.
1: So for those listening in, I have Paula and Jan-Marie. Paula, you will you kind of let me know so we can get to know your voice? Hi, this is Paula. Great. I'm the
0: older one. I'm the older <laughs> one. The croaky voice. Yeah. And, and, and Jan-Marie. <laughs> pa- Paula is the voice that you're going to hear for all of this. Uh, <laughs> this is just the way the she and family goes. <laughs> uh, we're all lucky to get a word in edgeways, but look, I'm here for support, if nothing else. But you'll have heard my voice for the final time now.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, not at all, not at all. Well, look, let, let's crack on with the family. The your your folks um, are Joe, Dad Joe, and Mum Nora. I know your lovely Mum passed away a few years ago. Dad is Joe, and I believe, I hope he doesn't mind me saying, eighty in January. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He'll secretly love that you said that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, he's uh, he's a mighty man. Um, We kind of the reason we say he tell everybody that he's 80 in January is because we almost don't believe it ourselves. Mm. He's uh, such a a
1: fit man. You'd believe us if if we said he was 70 in January. Wow. He's 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 fighting fit and um, is out every day doing his thing, living his life. That's Absolutely, it. he's a
0: better socialite than the rest of us put <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. So yeah, he's very busy. He's always uh, he's always at it. But he did he did get that from mom. He would say he would say that mom gave him like brought him places and did things with him that he would have never done without her. So uh, he's kept the legacy going without yeah, her, he's carrying the torch. Yeah, exactly, for sure. exactly. What, you know, what, she, she might she might be a little bit uh, jealous that he's still having a good time without her.
1: <laughs> what kind of a lady was Nora? Oh, wow. Oh, she was um, ahead of her time, I would
2: say, after you talk about her mom. Um, so she was a very glamorous, mm. outgoing, um, very intelligent woman, very yeah. informed woman. Yeah. Um, hard, hard lady as well. And um, had big ambitions and hopes for kind of
0: us and her family yeah. and our mm. lives and all that. Yeah. So... Um and what I actually learned after um after she passed away was loads of people would say to to us that um she was actually their confidant like mom was oh, wow. um yeah she because you know she was kind of always out and about and doing everything but she um yeah people would confide in her and she was very discreet um uh, which a lot of people might not know because she was all <laughs> glam and go. Yeah.
1: Isn't it mad when somebody passes away, how you, these like nuggets and stories come to light and you have no idea. And hopefully those gave you a little bit of comfort and more insight into, you know, your your mom and and her personality. Absolutely. And how other people saw her, you know. Yeah. That's that's, that's for sure. Yeah. So there's five girls in the family. Correct. Right. So we have Sinead. Will I say the ages or not? Will I leave? Will yeah. I, will I, yeah, oh, sure. I don't know. Will they be too happy about that? <laughs>
0: Let, you, let's just say that there's <laughs> four, four of them in their 40s. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm in my 30s. <laughs> <We> <laughs> love that, that yeah. Jeremy. Well, Susan, that.
2: like everybody, every family back then, there was always a mistake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the surprise, the surprise. So I there's... Okay. A Sinead is the eldest for she lives in Wexford then there's Blonid who's in Cork yeah. Norma in Dublin and yourselves Paula and Gemery both in Cork do yeah. Paula Paula Jean-Marie and and do you all live close to, to each other
2: uh, like we do. I mean, we're Jen and I are both living in the city, and Blonde still lives um, where we grew up, which is Whitechurch, which is really only a stone's throw. I mean, it's twenty twenty-five
1: minutes. Yeah, in the city. So
2: yeah, so we're all very close.
1: And so, listen, five girls. There must be very different personalities. There are there. Yeah, for
0: for <laughs> five. Absolutely, we for five. We, we do have similarities, but we are five very different girls, aren't we? Very different. Yeah, um, like. Like, there's
2: no doubt, like, there's there's definitely a WhatsApp group. There's about 15 WhatsApp groups in the family. There's a few WhatsApp group without every single one of us in it. And then there's the three groups and the two groups. So, yeah, yeah we, we are all very different. Um, But I suppose what kind of works is we kind of rely on each other then for, for different things. So you will call, you know, you'll always have someone to call, depending on what the problem or the good news story is or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I suppose there wouldn't be much we all got on really well because there wouldn't be much competition or there wouldn't be much rivalry because I suppose we're all so different.
1: <laughs> None of us are overly jealous of the
0: other. No, exactly. And why would you compete anyway when you've got Norma in the family? <laughs> That's true. Oh, That's God. true. God. But uh, listen,
1: I, I, I agree entirely. If you're very comfortable in your own shoes, why would there be envy? Why, you know, we're all very accepting of each other's nuances and personalities and flaws and all the rest of it. And then equally so super proud of our siblings or family members when they go on to achieve whatever it is norma happens to be in the public eye and we'll chat about that in a while but i get that i i uh, okay. i i'm n- i'm not envious of of my brother at all i'm really proud of him um yeah. would i like his life probably not because of all no. the you know it's the public yeah. eye you've got yeah. that as well but Super, super proud and very happy with my own little life too, you know, totally. and I am I, very, very happy with it. What was it like growing up in Whitechurch? Was it very carefree? Was it wild? Yeah. Like we lived, we lived. so we lived, we lived on a farm.
2: My yeah. dad was a um, farmer. He also would have trained racehorses as a kind of a, a hobby. Yes, it was the love of his life, there's no doubt about it. Um, he just worked really hard. He had a haulage company as well, so... Dad was just the old traditional, he just worked, worked, worked. Yeah. Mom would stay at home mother. You know, Granny lived on the farm. Mm-hmm. So there was always dinners to be cooked for the farm men. Granny would come over, etc. Um, and then the five of us thrown in quite close together. Yeah. Um, so White was a lovely place, a lovely small community, um, you know, great neighbors, we've cousins living around us. Um, but I suppose kind of back to our mother. She, as I kind of had said, she was definitely ahead of her time. So she had she had she had a vision for us or at least for some of us or whatever, so that it was going to be bigger than than Whitechurch, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I suppose back in our day, well, maybe not through January, but definitely for the rest of us, you know, sports for girls wasn't a big thing. Yeah. You know, the boys played the GEA, and um, that's me all the sports that was there in Whitechurch back at the time. So mom was big into like pushing us into the real girly stuff. So like we all did dancing, we all did drama, we all did music, we yeah. all did Irish dancing. I mean, and then I suppose horse riding was was um, a other thing because dad always had um, horses.
1: So yeah. I, 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 I heard that. Uh, Norma was telling me you had ponies and they were kind of lunatic ponies. And I believe yeah. Jess O'Gara was in your group, Ronan's wife, who had the most well-behaved mannered oh horse, whereas yours were <laughs> lunatics. Kind of is appropriate with Norma. <laughs>
2: Oh my God. I mean, we
1: used to be sent over to pony camp, right?
2: <laughs> and like, we, well, we were laid for everything. So, one traditional thing or one trade, my mother, we were late for everything. So, like, we'd go over then to Fells in Watergrass Hill to pony camp. And all the guys would come out from the city and all their ponies were kept over in Fells. So, the, their ponies were beautiful. They all brought out their beautiful saddles and they all had their. Proper right here, I mean the gear, you, the gear, you. the gear, the horse boxes, the jeep pulling it. We like had I mean, like if you had a bridle that didn't have a piece of twine holding something <laughs> together, or a saddle that had like a belt as opposed to a strap. And then our like our ponies were kind of there to more, more or less to keep the horses company in the field and
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah. Runners and a of thraxo oh, bottoms.
2: <laughs> like, they were all injured. They all had like arthritis and laminitis. Yeah. <laughs> remember like drugging them up before we said to go over to Phil's so that they could perform. But yeah. But the only thing is with Norma, who we get to Phil's, Norma would get on the horse and anyway she'd kick ass over there. So she was a great rider as well. Um oh, gosh. and uh, yeah, so and we were very humorous, so our humor and Norma's writing ability—we, we—that was the only reason that we actually
0: filled it
1: in. <laughs> you were probably howling, laughing the whole time, going, "This is grand," you know. Like for for the crack, she also said um, when you did the Irish dancing and ballet, did you rock up, Paul, and, and and Norma? Was it no? Was it ballet? You you uh, sh- uh, you rocked in up in a, 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 a Irish okay. dancing shoes. Okay.
2: <laughs> So we were put into, we
0: were,
1: but I'm looking at I'm, I'm, I'm
2: actually gone. I'm actually gone. I don't like on radar. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> You're slightly drunk. <laughs> <and laughs> you <laughs> Even, like, so we were doing the Montforts, which was like the tap dancing and the jazz dancing, right? And then Mother decided, oh, Joan Denise Moriarty has opened a ballet school across from the Cork Opera House. Of course we should go to this. Norma, absolutely happy enough to go. Me, like, I was not, like, twinkle toes. I was the kind of tomboy of the family. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm like, holy crap, like. So in we go. But, like, because, you know, we didn't know if we were going to really like it, we didn't really buy the gear straight off. So we went in on our black tap-dancing leotard and our black (laughs) tap-dancing leggings with our black Irish dancing shoes, with all the rest of them in their the baby pink, you know, leggings, <laughs> ballet shoes, whatever. I mean, I, I just...
0: And whatever about going to the Montforts or one of the stage schools in kind of the cross uniforms, you get away with it. But in ballet, you just didn't just like... Didn't. You just had to have the uniform. I know.
1: It's not yeah. as if you could be like delicate in the tap dancing shoes, bull in the yeah. china shop. The and sisters have arrived.
2: <laughs> exactly. But I do remember they did give us one job. We were uh, the fire wardens. So, <laughs> yeah, they felt so sorry for us. In ballet? We actually, we actually do a fire drill because the ballet school was up on the third or fourth floor of like the city centre building that was falling down. So there was a fire drill. So Norman and I got to leave the fire drill, oh, you know, in our black leggings.
1: Lats. Um, yeah, yeah. So that you, was took, another... you took it all in your stride. You do, you
0: do. And so yeah. I, I, I was a bit luckier then, though, because because I, you know, the old traditional hand-me-downs and there was a bit of an age gap with me. So To be fair, there was always something floating around by the time (laughs) I got to go to a class. You got the
1: proper belly gear. Yeah. You actually got to go in in pink.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there was a little bit of a small bit of a kind of a generation gap as well. Um, so our upbringings were small, little bit different. I don't really have those traumatic stories. At yes. the
1: and and <laughs> like, I, what I've noticed over the pod in the series is when I'm talking to siblings, like there tends to be small, little kind of groups. So maybe with Sinead and Blawn kind of together, Norma and Paula, and then Jean-Marie, you kind of jumped in wherever. Was that the case? Yeah, oh, 100%. Very much. Like yeah. I think Sinead and
2: Blawn would say, like, oh, they were the oldest, and there's only a year between them, and that they basically. You know, they had no childhood because they brought us up, you know, they were they all they remember is having to cook the dinner, you know, in the middle of the day for the farm and yeah put us to bed and clean up and all this kind of stuff. I definitely got lucky in the sense that I just kind of rode on the back of Norma's enormous coattail. So yes, I was dragging along to all this stuff, but she just kept kind of kept in the shining light, which just let me kind of go get back and you know, be the time where I wanted to be. And then I think by the time, Jen, you came along, a lot of us were gone. Yeah. So Jen actually got parented, like <laughs>
0: proper parenting. <laughs> Especially a mother and a father. I, my, my mom and dad were like, you know, doting grandparents on, you know, their actual daughter rather than, uh, Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> They had the headspace. And like you mentioned, you kind of touched on it there, like personalities and stuff. You know, did, was Norma very early on kind of destined for the stage? Did she kind of show, and your other sisters yeah. too, was there, what stood out?
0: Only Norma. Only Norma. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Like she excelled at, well, at everything, actually. Everything. Like school, Sport like only basketball she singing music dance she's the best of all of us in any of it
2: yeah like there's no doubt I mean the old cow the old <laughs> yeah <cow. I> mean, <laughs> no no she was she was she was away with the birds right so in general her attention span to like conventional stuff was just bad like it's in housework cooking you know general chores forget it yeah so a brush as an opportunity to sing you know, she saw she turned everything into a dance or a yeah. song, which drove everyone freaking nuts around the house. Um, <laughs> but she was she and she was also she was actually very intelligent in school as well. So school work was no bother to her. She flew through that. Yeah. And then she just really adored all this these classes that our parents sent us to. Yeah. She just whether it was a musical instrument, a type of a you know acting drama class, or any type of dancing, and we did a lot of that stuff. Like there was. Fishes, like Irish tangley fishes, yeah, sure. she did them as well. did she win some cooking? contest
0: practiced so oh, yeah practice yeah home, yeah, like, it's hum- one of these people you know they just didn't even have to practice she's well would come out with the gold medal kind of stuff I mean I say
1: people hated her that be- that became <laughs> obvious like later on only in the last year didn't you do the triathlon I I was tri- I've done one in my life lads now it's a sprint triathlon it's something to write home about but oh, I did, did it I and Norma am. was like oh yeah yeah I'm gonna do one and the next thing she texts me to say I did it I you know you inspired me I said how was the training Ah, not at all. I just not got so up well. and did it the day of. So I, I get that. Like it's, it, it's head reckoned, but impressive in equal measure. How she yeah. doesn't need to train you know? or apply herself, and she does. She'd be squealing it with embarrassment here, but she is probably very sharp and very smart to to be able to do all that she does as well. Yeah, like you could only
0: applaud her for for her yeah. stamina and her yeah. resilience in life. I
2: like but even when we go back like back to when she was growing up I mean okay so while she got the opportunity to go to these classes and stuff Mm. she made a lot of it happen herself like I mean like to get into even even to get into these classes from Whitechurch like you know my mother wasn't exactly being able to drop her in and out every day she used to sit into the car with teachers after primary school in Whitechurch and I was like kind of be heading towards the city and she'd get out of a black pool and she'd walk or she would come. That her yeah. would come yeah. anywhere and she would get into any vehicle or get on any pony and trap or whatever that would get her to um a class like she was relentless. She was unbelievable. I mean her her probably her mental power, like mm. you go there about not training but not training for a triathlon, it would be her men- mental yeah. power would get her through, you know, the strength of her mind is yeah. something
1: yeah, and her drive and uh, determination and ambition. She she mentioned that your school was seven miles away. And again, once once again, Paula yourself and Norma thumbed to school every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like like I mean, we don't have to tell all the family secrets, no. Sorry, <laughs> am I am I am I telling too you, much there? St- no, 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 Norma. Go on, tells. Norma, go on, Norma tells.
0: It was the norm.
2: Norma tells everybody anything they want to She's hear, right? So woman. nothing is sacred in our family anymore.
1: Tell us. Yeah. Like, there has to be a few stories there. So, you know, was there any dodgy cars that picked you up or was there hilarious situations? Can you remember? I mean, like, thankfully, not. Actually, not. Like, everyone was fairly was normal. It, it was <laughs> maybe going to work. It was it kind, he of anyway. going to work. He kind of enabling yeah. them anyway. Didn't you
0: kind of almost time it? You'd be like, oh, the. Whatever Murphy's be passing now. Yeah. The Sullivan's now they'd time it for nearly when they'd be going in.
2: Yeah, like you wouldn't know majority and there's no doubt. Yeah. Then you would get like the odd, day, then you'd be like, you'd be like, I think we've kind of missed the usual people that might pass, or the thumb would come out. But we used to come home actually from town an awful lot. We'd get out as far as the bowlers, rest there in Blackpool and stand out by the grotto and stick out the thumb. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how we weren't supported actually, but well, yeah, it's a bit of the norm. And,
0: and on the other hand, I never thumbed in my life. <laughs> oh, Gemma-Marie uh, came yeah. through.
1: The, the, was, it, was it a lift from Nora or Joe then? Oh God, no, we,
0: we weren't going that far now, Susan, but um, uh, an organized. Kind of organized lift, yeah. Probably thanks to Uncle Liam, really, and Deirdre and stuff. So yeah, no, no, I was lucky enough that way but yeah so they there was the the thumbing was wasn't really a problem at all I think it was the like the thumbing was just a way of life yeah
2: like honest to god there is nothing that stands out now there that you go you know there's no weird or wonderful story the whole thing was just bonkers to be honest do (laughs) you know I'll back that up by saying
1: like I cycle to school every day and this was now 30 years ago and I used to cycle through a park and like once a week there'd be a flasher (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. And to think, think like the folks would be like, oh, no, we need, you know, and thankfully we'd always go with, with a group. I'm sure you'd have your one line ready to go. Ah, would you put that away? Yeah. yeah that's very unimpressive yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, I hear you. It was it was very different back then. Very different, so I, I suppose teenage years, girls. Were your folks driven demented, or was it crack? Was it bonkers? Was it completely? Yeah, just t- give us a snapshot of growing up as you all entered that teenage years. Five of you. You
0: know, we I suppose we we were given a lot of freedom in one way. I mean, sure, Norm, nor that white car that mom had in BCN yours years
2: enormous. Yeah, or, like to be fair to us, as soon as we turned. 17 um like the, we were given a, like we, we had a car under us let's say yeah um, and there here between us and like you just you, like that was it you just made your way a to b you, you you got in touch with each other how did you get home you know like at what time no mobile phones or whatever but we just managed to make it work i remember pulling into petrol stations putting one euro yeah. or one pound and 56 <laughs> pence in that tank to get us home yeah. um yeah, I mean, it was it was just a rite of passage. As soon as you turned seventeen, that like, um, we 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 got the car, and then the parents were a bit like, we're kind of done with you, you know, like mm-hmm. make your own way in and out of town now and yeah, doing stuff. And um, so yeah, like we we listen, don't be wrong. We fought about clothes. We, you know, tore mm-hmm. strips off each, off each other, yeah. like ripped eyeballs
0: out of each other, pulled hair out of each other's heads, like yeah, gently, yeah. to me. <laughs> um, um, but it, like Norma would have had great clothes, didn't she? As a teen, she always had like, I just remember her in these, even in her, with her uniform, these huge platform shoes. Um, yeah. and, and I wanted to wear them. Obviously, I was still quite small at the time. But like, yeah, and she did these. Didn't she work in clothes shops? Oh, she, and, she, got, a, she got a job in Swamp. Oh, the,
1: yeah. Because,
0: only because of the percentage of
2: clothes. <laughs> You yeah. see what, like, what she had been doing was buying clothes, wearing them, and then returning them to the shop with the tags still on them. <laughs> oh, come
0: on, Norma. I forgot that she just said
2: it'd be so much easier. It's just got a job in Swamp for summer, and um, yeah, that's literally like. And Norma was a, like, kind of when Norma came of age, she literally would go into town for school in the morning. Then she would literally be working or going to classes or she'd be in some show or something, and she came home late at night. She really was kind of breaking away from the family, you could say. Very self-sufficient and... Yeah, I mean, she had no interest in really, as I said, conventional family stuff. I mean, she was a free bird Mm. and really all she wanted to do at that stage, she knew full well, she just wanted to be an actress.
1: And Um, she, and she she went to London and trained with Radha, didn't she?
2: Yeah, but, but like who, that was a
0: hard Well, but Did mom oh, make yeah. her, go, mom made her go to UCD first or, or go to get some degree first? So that she, was the deal. She had okay. to get a degree yeah. and then she could, then she could follow acting. What yeah. did she
1: do in UCD? Commerce. She did commerce. commerce, and the
2: only reason she did it is that commerce was a three year degree back then. Yeah. And the other d- degree was four years. Like this is Norman now who could have done actuary or like if oh. she applied herself or whatever. Yeah. But it was commerce, three years. And spent the entire three years in drama sock. Yeah. Or drama society, yeah. whatever it called. Yeah.
0: And still smashed it and still got like oh, a one, on one one or something yeah. like without even going.
2: Um, but her biggest thing was to go to London. And at the time, there was two big schools, Rad and Central. She, and like, I mean, like Rad, this is where like Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson went. This was. Wow. This is theory. No, sorry. And a lot more popular people since then. I just. Don't know because I don't follow, but <laughs> um, she
0: um, she was determined. Oh I, I remember her in the living room with just surrounded by huge brown envelopes, licking them, um to send them off to like all businesses and any contacts that mom and dad had to try and get sponsorship to go. It was expensive, the she was, was massive. She was going to find that money to go, nice. um, <laughs> yeah.
1: And and, and post-degree then, she was kind of ready for it. She'd, she'd had the phenomenal three years in DRAMSOC and UCD as well as nailing, smashing her commerce degree. What about you girls, Paula? What, how did your career kind of, what path did you go down?
2: So at that, like at that, so we all left home to go to college. Yeah. So that was another, you know, vision our mother had. So after yeah. she made us go to all these classes and stuff, um, it was a case of bright... And uh, sorry so it kind of goes back to the teenage years and what were they like she definitely was like once you've your even started on so you, you do your leave search you start to go to college that was it there, were, there, there was no you know alternative let's, let's let's go and do an apprenticeship or let's go and get a job it was you go to college but you don't go to college in Cork so the older sister Sinead went to England yeah and did horse studies whatever you want to call that at the time because, you know, she really followed in dad's footsteps with the horses. Mm-hmm. Blonet then, the next sister, um, she was in UCD as well. But she now was like, it's like, you know, the good wife. Yeah. You know, with, the, with all the suits or whatever. Blonet's ambition was to be the good wife, right? Right. Or kind of a person. So she was up in UCD and she was going around into UCD. And she, think she did business in law or something. Yeah. But she'd be around in twin sets and you <laughs> <little> tea bars <laughs> and leather briefcase in her nose in it. and, Gosh, and done. hair done. Yeah. And then she was two years into it. And next thing, Norma decided to join <laughs> her in UCD. And of course, they had to live together because, you know, that was mom, well, whatever, pay for the rent and all that kind of stuff. So it was like, I mean, you had, it was like, good oh, wife, the good wife, me. Oh, I can't even help it now. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I actually don't want to disrespect anyone the drama fight yeah. in Dublin. I'm the sure tsunami. <laughs> it was a shit show. Um, I mean, they literally... Killed each other. They just were so opposite. So they had a few years living together um, up there and then Blona just, just had to move out after the year. She was like, I'd I, like... She was just—I I can't be around yeah. her. We were just two different people. So I then went to Limerick to college to UL.
1: Yeah. What did, did you do a there? Of years and
2: um, I did computer programming because everyone at the time was doing IT. So uh, yeah, I obviously have, I I'm still don't know how to turn on a computer even though I did a degree in it. But anyway, <laughs> my character—it just goes to show anyone listening who isn't over the age of forty. Um what to do in college doesn't matter so just go yeah. to college big time um, for the experience um, right for the experience yeah and then jemmery followed
0: me to ul yeah. a couple of years later uh, so she would what you do doing ul again i did business studies yeah. yeah um and did a bit of traveling and was in dublin then for about 12 years so it was because i was in dublin then with norma as well which was nice for a while kind of around the time when she was having her her twins and all yeah. that we'll probably move into that yeah Topic as well in a while, but um, yeah. So that was lovely, and then I came home to Cork there just when COVID
1: arrived. So yeah, very good. I I believe um, Norma was also telling me a story as you both hold your breath, but it's actually okay. She robbed a bottle of quote unquote wine from home when she was going up to visit Chipola and UL, only to realise it was pochine but she finished the bottle anyway. Oh
2: my god! We were having um, Christmas dinner so um oh jesus so i lived you know as everyone does live in a shared house in college and um and one of the guys that lived with us he was a kind of a mature student but he he trained us at like a commie you know one of his past lives he'd done chefing so it's kind of a good enough cook so obviously we've been eating pasta for the for this for the, the year for the, or whatever <laughs> anyway, he said he was going to you know traditionally we'll have a christmas dinner before we break up for christmas or whatever so When Norma was around, I'd say she's probably at home with mom or whatever that year. But anyway, so she came up and um, I just remember herself and Keen in the kitchen. And like she brought a bottle of wine, obviously brought it from home, you know, as we do. We robbed all the food from home at the time. But anyway, this bottle of wine went into everything. Norma and Keen were drinking it in the kitchen, but they were acting really, like really, really weird now. Anyway, look, loving story short. A bottle of poutine and i mean <laughs> the real oh deal God. poutine that came from like clon somewhere up the arse of me or galway or somewhere that where my parents had got their hands in it and what they were going to do with it i don't know but it ended up inside our christmas dinner anyway and it was shopped poutine for christmas dinner and in your, in your of? tummies
1: huh in your tummies that oh. clearly went to your head so did your mum and dad realize it was gone Oh, I'd say we just
2: did what we normally did: was <laughs> filled it back up with water. Yeah, turn off, and all the other alcohol we robbed. <laughs> and you wake Christmas Day when mum both pour some in the vodka, and they're literally drinking water with seven up in it.
1: Go, and cheers you're like, this, this, is, this is awful. awful. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Oh God! I'd say the stories growing up was just gas, absolutely gas. Tell us as we kind of move on, girls. When when Norma started to make a name for herself and stuff, like what was the reaction at home? Can you kind of pinpoint when you realise, Christ, it's you know our sisters on TV or she started to be recognised? What was that like? I think when when
2: she was in Rada
1: or when she was in London,
2: like. I, I don't know if it's true, but Norm anyway, and probably a lot of actor, actors or actresses or whatever, they do love the stage because the stage is probably, you know, instant gratification. It's real life. It's real time or whatever. Um, and I do honestly believe Norma's real love is the stage, you know, yeah. is, is, um, is theatre. But I just, I think like everything, you know, where's the money or whatever, it ends up being on TV and, yeah. you know, short films, all this kind of stuff. So I suppose my point is, is that I think Bedbound, this show she did in London, oh, yeah. was absolutely... It was an Ender Walsh play. Wow. And it was, it was a two-person play. So it was about a, a man and his daughter and the man had polio.
0: Really, you now
2: deep, dark, you know, emotional roller coaster type of a show. Norma
0: was Bedbound. Norma, oh, Norma was Bedbound. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, can, yeah, she was basically... So she was on stage for the whole thing. Cold it was game. nearly a one-woman show again. Like, yeah. Yes, but um, she... She was just phenomenal. Like anyway, we all went to see her. And it was everything. amazing. I know we'd be biased. Family will always be biased and we think everything she does is great. But this was I mean, she was into Walsh anyway, it was bound to be amazing. Mm. Um, and it actually went on to America, but because mm-hmm. of
2: Bees reasons, she couldn't like they wanted to take you know take the show
0: yeah.
2: from England to America. Um, but they couldn't because of whatever America visas that time or whatever. So um so that was probably for me and and like that was probably her big theatre one in London I remember and then I suppose when she came back to Dublin the clinic was definitely huge one from a a screen you know series sure And, and and
0: that was very cool I remember it was on a Sunday night and I'd arrive back to UL in time and I'd make the whole house Shut up and sit down and listen, and they'd be like, "We don't actually want to watch this weird RTE show." And I was like, "My sisters in it, sit down, and down. And, and of she, course, that's where, she, that's where she met Amy, then of course as well. That's um, look,
1: she was in it for five years, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They're 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 great pals, and I've got to know Norma over the years a little bit. Um, when whenever there's some sort of a do on, I always kind of you know gravitate to her. She's just one of those little magnetic little people that you go, hey, you know. Um,
0: yeah. you, what- feel you feel good. Norma makes everybody feel good. She has a way with, with people, um, mm. like from any walk of life. Um, she has just a real kind of interest in, she can ask the right questions and level with anyone and talk to anyone. And yeah, it's, it's a lovely trait she has. She's actually like a leveler herself
2: in the sense that like uh, she will say what's on, she will say what she wants to say and it doesn't matter what company she's in. I mean, there are times we hear she's going to these gigs and events, <laughs> and we are cringing, like because what she might wear or come out with or what she might say. Yeah. Like, I mean, Susan, you 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 know what we're saying? Like, she doesn't hold back in <laughs> she, any shape or form, no matter who who like, no matter who she's talking to. But that's but
1: that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it's so charming and it's yeah. so original and it's so honest and real and. I wish we were all like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know yourself, it's all in the delivery. So like, whenever she says it and the manner in which she says it, it's, and it's not always a gas or whatever, although most of the time it is, but she does, she just kind of gets away with it. But then back it up with all her filmography, TV shows, like, Holy crap, some of the stuff that she did, and you just mentioned the one there with the monologue. Even I saw her recently in Shirley Valentine, like that's oh, no mean yeah. feat. Standing up there, monologue, for nearly two hours. Um, like there's many, many layers, aren't there? And yeah. I I just think, you know, she's an amazing, fascinating chick who is just lovely fun to be around. Um mm-hmm. yeah. tell us a little bit about Scott. I believe she met him over in um in London. He's he's the bit of the yin to her yang, isn't he?
2: Oh yeah. Pretty I mean yeah. um I'd say when they met over in London, like everyone, I mean, as young people, I'd say they were both crazy, fun, living it up, London life, you know, nothing's off the off the agenda type of thing. Um, but definitely so then they moved back to Ireland or whatever. so Scott's originally from Australia. Yeah. Um, so uh yeah, and um, so they got married there. And, yeah, definitely, you know, for Norma to be a in the career she's in, which is so, you know, up and down and hours are so different and all that kind of stuff. And it's just kind of, you would be ready at any time. Scott's definitely then, you know, the op- opposite to that. He's, I suppose, the, the staple at home, do you know. The steady uh, and He's a very calm person <laughs> and he's a very considered person, you know. Kind. Um, and he certainly... Has a filter that Norma doesn't have. So yes, and he's quite articulate and you know, he he thinks about what he says and he thinks about what he does, whereas Norma just acts on, on on impulse.
1: But also, I believe, also happy to go along with things, that they decided one day to go and get married in secret in the registry office and then grabbed two randomers off the street to be their witnesses. <laughs>
0: Correct. Yeah. And didn't tell the family for was it a year or two years they didn't tell her a year and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's it, that's just it's th- things like that just sum Norma up, you know. Like as Paula was saying earlier on, she's just not conventional at all, like or or wasn't anyway. So um yeah, you can totally see that that's how they did it. And mom for years was trying to get her to have a wedding party, yeah. like, or, like, or redo it or do a wedding. Mom couldn't understand, like, how are we not gonna have a wedding? And Norma was just like but I, we're not having a wedding so that you can invite all your friends. You're like, do it. Just do it without me there. Like, <laughs> just tired of it. Yeah.
1: And you girls so, got, got away with being bridesmaids. Were you happy about that or were you a devil? <laughs> oh, no, Brent. Oh, no, Brent.
2: There was, there, there was enough of us. We all got We to show at the bridesmaid thing at some stage. Yeah. I think we were all happy that we, you know, won less wedding to, wedding yeah. to do. Yeah. But even, I, I I think Norma would have, um like, the idea of, you know, and probably back then, people did do this, like give people bowls and vases and, you know, ornaments. Like she doesn't do ornaments. She doesn't do Jesus. anything yeah. like that. Like,
1: um, the, yeah, good, the good crockery. Yeah. Oh, oh Allergic. Allergic.
2: And she even now, everything. no matter who she gets a present for, Cassius King, that's it. Mm. Why would you get someone, you know, like flowers, vomit? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, I love
0: her. Like, this loads of the family. Paula doesn't like flowers either, but the rest of us love flowers. Me like, too, Jemery. Like, I love So she would, she would actually give you cash or she could possibly give you a voucher
2: for Super Value or Tesco. <laughs> because to Norma, it has to be useful. Do you know,
0: um, she hates receiving gifts. Anyway, they kind of yeah. she gets feels under pressure. Does yeah. she?
1: She cringes when everyone's yeah. looking at her. Yeah, but <laughs> well, then she just sees it as a job
2: to give it back to you. So, yeah, you don't give her anything. Yeah, you
1: probably get it. Yeah, in two years' time, via regifted <laughs> re- re- back to you. <laughs> and then she's she she has three daughters. She um, she's a girl and then twin girls. I'd say she's a great mom. Is she?
0: she she is she does like those girls are her world aren't they yeah um, so I I think I I think I moved to Dublin around the time she had the twins um but I certainly lived with her anyway while the well the twins are really small um and yeah she was incredible even at that like uh she had you know the the pump as well the breast pump and she the girls on the go and it was just she was just a rotating clock but you know like any New mother and the tiredness and all that, but she still, she just still kept going. She was great, and even the um, she, I, she get a phone call to do work, and she would endeavor to get to get there, like regardless. Mm. Um, and weren't you saying about yeah, the like,
2: yes, yeah, but like the twin like kids, you know, when you're in a career like that, you know, it can kind of stunt your career for a little bit or kind of put a stop to it or whatever. And yeah. especially with the twins, I mean, come on, who was bouncing back from twins like? Oh, stop. um so but we were in trouble at last last,
1: last
2: (laughs) night so when she was on maternity leave let's say or when she wasn't bringing in like when she wasn't on stage or wasn't doing doing films or whatever like voiceovers was her absolute Mm. bread and butter yeah and voiceovers are the kind of thing um that she would say like you need to be always available so like you know rt get a call or radio station get a call to do a voiceover. You ring the person you know that you know is always available or whatever. So, like Norma really was like, "I'm going to be this person. I'm going to be always available to go in and do the voiceover because it was good money for a yeah. really short voiceover." So, she the twins at the time, and they were like any young children. They were maybe you know less than one or they were one in a double buggy, and they were actually quite strange kids. As you know, kids are as in they didn't like faces that they, that they didn't know. You know, yeah. So Norma had a kind of. Um, like a rap sheet almost or an array of phone numbers of like random. <laughs> like they, were rap, they were friends of friends. So yeah. Like it might be a college student that she'd know. And then that college student might have three other friends. So that basically what would happen is Norma would get a, vo- a call at 10 o'clock in the morning. Can you come in and do a voiceover at 1 p.m. in studio for whatever? Norm would say, no problem. She'd send out her message. Can anyone meet me outside our tea studios at 10 to 1 today? Someone <laughs> will come back and say, I'll meet you at 10 to 1. Norma would get out the car, put the two kids into, into the double buggy, walk them, meet this person who would come up behind her so the twins didn't see it, pass the buggy to them. She would dash in, do the show, be out 45, 50 minutes later, take back the buggy, and that person and those two kids never, ever connected, ever. And she did that for a long time. I mean, there must have been people around that area going... What the hell is going on here? Woman pushing <laughs> a buggy, and someone comes out of a dark doorway and like literally takes over the two children it's, for it's an a, hour. It's
1: like it passing a, the baton.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. There was a man stepped out of a car on Marion Square one time to me when I was doing it. I was pushing the buggy along, and she and he was just like, And what are you doing? He's like, "What? What's going on? I was like, Oh, my sister's just gone in to do some work there. You were just doing laps? Yeah, just doing laps and laps in oh, Marion Square. He's just like, This looks <laughs>
1: oh God! She's she, that's smart, lads. That's really, really. Oh smart. Yeah.
0: yeah! Oh yeah! And like she needed to do
2: whatever she needed to do, and I mean, oh, the, 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 everything else, is, I mean, Heal your whole. That
1: show is her own show. Yeah. She's uh, a- Ireland's Fittest Family? I I want to talk to you about Ireland's Fittest Family as we finish up the chat but even on Heal Your Hole like she rang me and said will you be part of it one day and I just couldn't stop laughing when she was asking me various things (laughs) Producer John's looking at me here when I said Heal Your Hole he's like what? But it's all (laughs) whole related and it's not just what the obvious one Um, but like that's gone on to you know, be super successful as well. It's all this kind of drive and ambition that the idea in our head, put it down on paper and make it happen. And I have full respect for anybody in the arts or in the public eye that just make it happen, put yourself out there, being vulnerable for public opinion, because everybody has one. Um, I just think genius. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And that's what absolutely. she does. I mean,
0: you're, you're doing it yourself, Susan. You know, I, I think anyone, I, I couldn't live Norma's life. No. Um, I couldn't live, you know, you know, months to months kind of or whatever, not knowing where your next job is coming from or, you know. Or it, having to reinvent yourself all really, the time. I mean, like yeah. that Heal
2: Your Whole podcast was was a COVID? Yeah. Like, what was she going to do over COVID? The arts industry was screwed. So she just created a podcast out of a show that she had done out of a show that she had done, if you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, The Ireland the Family. So, like, yeah, she's phenomenal that way. And, like, she just keeps going. I mean, there, come on, like, there's a lot of stuff she does and there's no one behind her telling her, this is great. Yeah. You know, you're doing the right thing or whatever. She just keeps going and she keeps playing on, like, and it's just,
0: yeah. And she's for anyone
2: in the industry, it's amazing.
0: She's definitely, like, as I was saying it's at the very start as well, like, she, she asks us for nothing or whatever. It's, it's not like we're here every week going, Yeah, Norma, go for this, go for that. We're all here supporting you. Last time, we do not know what she's doing, not, yeah. Um, so she's very much, you know, doing this on her own, but it's because. She just loves it so much. You can see when she's working, she's just, she's buzzing. She's just happiest when she's, no matter what it is, uh, voiceover to, you know, film to Peter. She just... It's where she's, it's her her real calling. Like, it's where she's absolutely
1: at her happiest. And she makes it happen. And, like, even the Heal Your Whole podcast was recorded in the boot of her car, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people did that for sure over COVID. You know, you definitely hear stories of people in their wardrobe and all that. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, she popularized it again. You know, she was one of the first there with the picture of her in the booth, the duvet over her yeah. head, you know, she was, again, the shock factor that she's, I mean, Norma's hilarious. Like. She's,
2: and I've been in her house recently yeah. and, um, you know, I've kind of gone, where's Norma? And she's, I'm not lying. She's in the hot press, right? <laughs> this is no lie. Recording a voiceover. So this was over kind of COVID time or whatever, where she's recording her own voiceovers in hot presses. And my own daughter, who is was eight at the time? Got a little little bit of a voiceover in one of the little lads or something. It was like a baby cheese, yeah. And we we went up to Dublin and like Chloe, poor Chloe, thinking like, oh my god, I'm going to be a film star with my auntie Norma, <laughs> <laughs> and in the hot press, to the to the hot press in the house of Leary, and recorded it, sent it into the studio. Studio said it was absolutely perfect, no need to come in.
0: Oh, nice. poor Chloe Chloe's
1: devastation she thought RTE happy days lights film action Absolutely. no Norma's hot press yeah guys Ireland's Fishes family Paul I believe you played a very significant part in the celebrity version um, tell us how did that come about
2: oh my god um, so back in 2018 yes um yeah, So I remember it, it was the 18th of August and we were actually at Nora. It was it was an event for one of Norma's daughters, right? Yeah. And she, it was a Sunday and she actually got a call on that Sunday. It's the 18th of August. She came off the call and she kind of said to me, I need to talk to you about something. Um, but she said, not today, I'll give you a ring tomorrow. Rhyme, that was Sunday, ran me on the Monday and said, look, I got a call there yesterday. Uh, you know Ireland's with his family. Of course I know Ireland's with his family. <laughs> Everyone knows Ireland's with his family. She said, you know, the celebrity version, it's kind of just a one hour show. They take four celebrities, pitch the families against each other. Blah, 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 blah. I've been asked to do it. And I'm like, oh, right. But like, you know, Arlinson's family is two men two women, usually. And they're all from the same family. I'm like, well, who like, who, like, who are you thinking? And let's just call a spade a spade. Her husband was never going to do this, right? <laughs> um, and her kids were too young. Yeah. He said, like, like, I need family or whatever. So um, she said, would you do it? And where were you?
1: Oh, sorry. Really. Just not asked. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jean-Marie. Well, are you super fit or did you just yeah, go, you give just... me give me four weeks as you leg it down to the gym um, to pump okay. up? Um, I was
0: thinking it was maybe Jen traveling. No, no, and, and I'm, I'm so fine with not being asked well. he absolutely smashed so, it. Anyway, where we where we were really stuck
2: was, and we, we, we needed a meal anyway, right? So thankfully, our cousin Leonard is quite fit. He does also triathlons and all that kind of mm. stuff. Ironman, actually. So anyway, um, it was for charity, right? Yeah. So we sat, she spoke to my mum about it and she said, will I do what I want to do it. Paula kind of might do it. I get Leonard Sullivan, our cousin. and um, might get Sheen our niece. You know, I've come up with a family of four or whatever. Um, it's for our charity. And I suppose our mum was alive at the time and had, had been a, a cancer sufferer. Yeah. So um, they had, they kind of agreed that if she did it, she would do it for Ark House, which is a big cancer house in Cork that would have been super for helping my mom when she was sick. Amazing. So um, that was fine. I agreed to do it on condition. Well, sorry, not on condition, but I, suppose I thought a celebrity version. This isn't the real deal. This is going to be a bit of a laugh. And it's been filmed in, sorry, that was the 18th, the 25th, seven days time, we got one week's notice, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, th- this is actually going to be fine. This is going to be a bit of a laugh, ha, ha, ha. You know, we go up, we look well, get the hair blow dried, whatever. Fake tan, the works, yeah. yeah oh, oh, 100%. Um, so then we did get wind during the week. The only thing they would tell us, I was like, Norma, come on, find out a bit more, whatever. Um, we're going to be doing the hang tough. And I was like, oh, this doesn't really sound like fun. This doesn't really sound like, you know, this doesn't sound like the funny celebrity version. But then I was like, oh, come on, it'll be fine. You know, none of these people will have trained. It'll just be like, ha So I remember going down to the playground in Douglas that week <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning. I dropped the kids to the creche, went to the playground on my way to work and see how long can I hang off the monkey bars. But they had kind of monkey bars down there. I got 20 seconds I did it again. I got twenty-one seconds, and then I said that was it. I wasn't doing it again because, like, I wasn't going to have to train myself within the next four days. So I just said I'd need to wing it and go with it on the day, and hopefully something will, you know, Kick come, and come deep down. So wind on a week, we're above in Dublin, and we are heading out to Dublin Port to record the Ireland's Finest family against three other families. We arrived on, and the other families. Were, um You know, I was hoping that they'd be like I don't know, kind of like what you say, socialites, or just people who like long nails and didn't really want to get themselves dirty or look like they couldn't run or something. Yeah. No, 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 they were fairly fit. Now looking, there was um who one family there? on it, the two boys. They've been in Watcho. Sure, They've been in The Voice, and they were jumping up on top of containers as we arrived without anyone helping them, warming up. <laughs> It was. So, I mean, I was like, oh my God, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. Anyway, we went on and we went on. We did the first um, activity or whatever. Four families pissed against each other. We came third, which means we didn't get knocked out. The, right. the family that came last got knocked out. So, much to our dismay, he had to go on and do the next um, uh, challenge, which actually turned out to be Hang Tough. And was this straight after? Oh, I mean, no. It was like, I just hate television after the Ireland for the family. I don't know how anyone does it because, no, this was a couple of hours later. Mm-hmm. After sitting in our car in Dublin Port, you know, there is no glam. There is no, um, no luxuries. No. And uh, the worst was we go to do the um, Hang Tough and we actually did unbelievably well. What did you hang get? Tough. Did you so
1: beat your 21? Staff, did you beat your 21 personal best? I <laughs> stood up for a minute and a half.
2: Sheena, you see, my Sheena, my niece was 14 or 15 doing it. She, I just went to myself going up as you're we being raised up, you can let go after Sheena, let's go. You are not, you are not going before the 14 year old. Like, you, you have to have some bit of respect for yourself. So Sheena hung on for one minute, 29 seconds and I went at one minute, 30 basically straight after. Cousin Leonard's last two and then Norma just, mm. I think she's still she's up there.
1: She's still there, yeah. She was <laughs> on...
2: Believable. I mean, talk about a Buddha. She just literally went there, legs crossed. I've never seen anyone do it the way she did it. She went into a zone. It
0: was like went what you said zone. earlier about just her mental mental capacity. Mental
2: capacity yeah. yeah, and she stood up there and guess what? We won the freaking <laughs> hang tough, which means now another family have gone home, and we're now in the final. No, the, the, the worst part about all this was though. Like, the worst part about that whole day was we come out of the river, we are literally pulling seaweed and condoms out of our cave. Like this is River Liffey, right, Dublin port. We literally get handed a hot water bottle and a towel that we brought ourselves, and we got put into the back of this like postman pack van that had a bit of heater in it. I I, I it was it an ambulance type thing or whatever. And like told, kind of get dressed there. We were, we were handed a new kit now, to be fair to us, a New Orleans,
1: our new family kit or whatever. Oh, that's very decent of them.
2: Very nice. Back then across to our cars, we're sitting in our cars now, frozen with the cold, hair clumped to our head, the blow dry, the tanner was rubbed off. A just distant memory. In me. Yeah. And, I, and we get a knock at the window.
0: Uh, hi, she had family. Hi, hi. And we're like, yeah, uh, hi. And they're like, yeah, um, she's here now. We need to, what's, what's her name? Oh
1: my God right Catherine
0: Thomas
1: Catherine Thomas, or was
0: it Marie
1: no
2: it's Catherine Thomas right
0: Catherine Thomas has arrived we now need to record the introduction
2: the introduction scene so I'm like sorry what we have just been in the River Liffey so we had to get out of the car try and make ourselves look somewhat
0: presentable and then go and record the first part which is the Hi, we're the from for Whitechurch. <laughs> we're, we're so excited.
2: And we're gonna and guess who your coach is gonna be? We all know what's Donica. We have been going a fucking day with Donica. And they're like, sorry, the first <laughs> I'm on it. And like we spent all day with Donica and they're like, hey, Donica. And we're like, oh, oh swear to God. I was like, I'm so over this. Anyway, then we to go and do the last um minor detail. The, wanna... the last the last the final. And we were against Keith Walsh's uh, family. And the first part was pull a truck and then mount about 15 containers and then do the ramp at the end. Um, we were just like, can we just pull out now? Let's just pretend we're injured. Let's like, pretend someone broke an arm. Pull a truck. Let them win it. and um, They've got three men on their team or whatever. Like, we've got three girls. Like, we have no hope. Can we just pull out now? This is me and my niece, Sheena, saying it. And Norm is like, no way. We got this. We got this. We got this. So anyway, we started off, we pulled the truck. We were miles behind. We couldn't obviously pull the truck like they pulled the truck. They were sprinting on ahead of us. Um, But we had a plan and we stuck to it. We had only one way of getting up on a container and we only had one way of getting off the container. And that's the four of us stuck together because none of us could actually jump on ourselves. So you hooshed each other up. We were methodical. The four of us stuck together. We got each other up. We got each other down. We got each other up. We got each other down. Mm -hmm suddenly we look on and next thing the other family are having trouble their main guy who was throwing them all up in the containers and they were all running ahead and leaving him behind because he was yeah. able to move one on his own his legs turned to jelly after the pulling the truck so suddenly he was left so they had to go back for him which meant we now started gaining ground oh my god Long story short we had to do a balance beam this is where the ballet kicked in <laughs>
0: We ran across that ballet like four goddamn ballerinas.
2: With the Irish dancing shoes. With the Irish dancing shoes while they were falling off it. And up the ramp at the end and we won it. And it was amazing. Oh my God, um, that is... It was phenomenal. It was such a... It was just... It was unreal. It was unreal.
1: And and you won it for ARC um, in Cork. And like, what a legacy. And and how much did you win for the charity?
2: So we won 10 grand for the charity for ARC house. But I mean, look... It was so special to us. Um oh god. So oh my, are you okay? <laughs> my, so we, we recorded in twenty eighteen and it was aired
0: on I like Jen
2: tell this part. No, sorry.
0: Yeah it was it was aired um on New Year's night. Um, on so the very first of turning into 2019 and um, so of course it was all a big secret about who won obviously they knew but um so down the community center in Whitechurch they arranged for a big New Year's Eve party um, and basically the whole community came and uh, on the big screen and mom was there Um, Bella the ball in her own throne her own big seat or whatever so you know she might as well have been there on screen with them because it was all for our house as well um, which she as Paula said was a, a, a massive supporter of um, and who they supported her and um, and three days later after the big party and the big win and the big celebration mom passed away wow. so yeah it was she was absolutely hanging on for that day, yeah. for yeah. sure
1: yeah um,
0: yeah but it was actually quite funny like you know um, at the funeral then <laughs> and the movement, everyone was coming up and they were like you know, commiserations and congratulations! <laughs> oh, no, such a lovely vision! Yeah, yeah of course. We saw you on the chili. We saw you were brilliant yes. We're so sorry. We're so sorry, but congratulations!
1: <laughs> Just a real <laughs> mixture of emotions. Actually, because yeah. Norma, um, was it yourselves? I think Norma sent me that gorgeous picture of mm-hmm. of you all um, with your lovely mom. And what what a legacy and what a, an amazing family thing to do and have that as a wonderful memory
0: yeah well, oh look, god
1: mom, yeah I mean, mom and was really, only
0: ever going to go out on a high yeah she you know it was yeah. just yeah it was always going to be some party and glam and you know rather than sadness so uh, yeah she got her got her wish
1: and Joe yeah. was there super proud and, and the other yeah. sisters too dad was, there's
0: actually a video of dad as well because dad didn't know whether they won or not it's a hilarious video of dad and he's like go at the big screen and like everyone was like but well, we kind of thought because of the big party we kind of guessed she won but uh yeah dad was like tonight and it was live in front of him so uh yeah he was bursting with pride oh, and he he, he bursts with pride of norma all the time he loves getting a call from her going dad i'm on the six o'clock show in five minutes there i'm coming on i'm going to be on you know morning a.m and he yeah. loves it tuning in and watching her
2: and I think the last thing mom and dad did together was they watched the replay of the show. They did, you know. So Aww. a few days, obviously we watched it yeah. big screen, but obviously we did uh, recorded it. And yeah, herself and dad sat down and watched the show the day before they died together, or before the day before she died yeah. together. of course. And you know, just to take it all in, and you know, the the, the bits that you know you'd have missed um, when we were watching it live. So it was fa- it was fabulous. I mean, it was just what a, what a, an amazing memory, what an amazing achievement. Mm-hmm. I think it just really. For it kind of tied Norm and Mom back together. So for yeah. everything Mom had done for Norma. Yeah. Get her career going. Um yeah, it
1: was lovely. She gave back to her mum there too. Yeah. And yeah. look, girls, even talking to you today, you're just amazing the two of you. You obviously come from the warmest, most fabulous family. I really appreciate you giving me an insight into today and yeah, I just wish you all lots of love and luck.
0: We're With- going to have to fix the mascara. Know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we really
2: Actually, <laughs> Susan, thanks a million. It was Thank actually you. lovely for us even to have a chat about Norma. We haven't sat down. We were here last night chatting about her, and we were just laughing, rolling off the chair like at some of the stuff. So, um, yeah, thanks for giving us the opportunity to um, support her and voice our absolute love and support for her. And uh, what a great person she is. So thank The you. pleasure
1: is all mine. And I think if, if ever, you know, a conversation is is kind of represented on this podcast, we all talk about the funny parts, but really it comes back to the loved ones and memories and creating those. And I think if ever there has been a story that has, I suppose, epitomized this pod, we, we talk about the funny things, but really what it comes down it to is... Family memories, just being real and real life. And you've both really shared brilliant stories today. Guys, thanks so much for being part of it. Thank you, Susan. Thank Cheers. You so much. Thank you.
0: It's all relative with Susan Bradley, an original podcast series from News Talk. From you-